0: me and my excitement and trying to share with everybody what i learned about fishing that's what i love most about being a tournament mc for the national walleye tour is i get firsthand to interview what i believe are the most innovative and best walleye anglers in all of north america on the same stage and get to pick their brains and find out what where how and when they made adjustments to catch more fish than the other great anglers that are out there, and they're doing it in in real time in a tournament situation. And that's what I love about tournament fishing is it's it's real drama played out on a stage. Um, where these guys got to make a decision, and uh, and obviously the winner gets gets a big 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 reward. Um, but it's it also makes us all better fishermen by learning how they make decisions.
1: And one of the other cool things I imagine for you is to you get to go to a lot of uh, waters that you may not have stopped by otherwise and check them out at least once in your lifetime.
0: Well, you know, there's a, there's a lot of great fishing all across North America. There really is, and I and and the and the fishing opportunities that we have are seemingly endless and it's really fun to get to experience as many of them it also Kevin really helps me appreciate what we have here because there's there's nowhere we have the density of lakes that we have in this part of the world nor do we have um, fish as willing to bite as throughout an entire season like we have here there's so much you know everybody thinks about Lake Erie and how awesome it is and geez it'd be great to go there and there's all these big fish but my gosh if, if if you look at the migration patterns of these walleyes um, over an entire season they're moving hundreds of miles up and down a shoreline um, and if you want to stay on the bite uh, there you're going to have to travel quite a bit and we what do we do we hop from one lake on one side of the road to another lake on the <laughs> other side of the road it's, it's not that hard to keep up with the fish in this part of the world and that's one of the things we really like about it.
1: You know one of the other great things uh, a lot of people seem to really like is just the variety. It's you know I mean you're on Lake Erie. You, I know there's other fish in there, but it's pretty much about walleyes. It um, is. It's a growing bass fishery.
0: Um, mm-hmm. There's certainly some good, some excellent musky fishing out there, um, and there's and that's true for for a lot of a lot of fisheries. But we are we are fishing. We are uh, you know we're all we're all about fish here there's, yeah. there's no doubt about that and Australia. and
1: like you say you can hop across the lake, not just to get on another lake but uh, you know to go bass fishing or pan fishing or and it's just to hop you know like you say across the across the road maybe and i think
0: that's what makes us all better anglers i think that's why the core the core angler especially in the Bemidji area here is so strong and so good is because they do multi species fish and they do jump from panfish to bass to walleye and that's what makes anglers really Strong uh, anglers and, and good decision makers at, at the time and place. And I think you see that on the on the tournament trail. The anglers that are that are well versed in multiple species and in multiple bodies of water tend to roll with the punches um, when the bite gets hot and cold, and they can make decisions make decisions better. And that comes from a uh, um, you know a, a, a good base. Of information i mean you see the same thing take place in in sports if uh if a kid grows up playing hockey and plays a lot of unstructured hockey and a lot of playtime hockey and works a lot on their skills growing up when it comes to game time as they get a little bit older they tend to be better skaters faster skaters and they can adjust on the fly more because they're they, they're used to uh just you know playing pond hockey all right. back i totally agree yeah
1: this is Fish and Paul Bunyan Country, presented by Northland Fishing Tackle, wrapping up a week of best-of interviews. And this interview was done back in 2019. It was Chip Lear shortly after it was announced he would be inducted into the National Freshwater Fishing Hall of Fame. We thought it was a good time to find out the story of Chip Lear. So tell us a little bit about how Fishing the Wild Side came about. Uh, Fishing the Wild Side was, was, is, is pretty
0: simple and straightforward. It, it was developed from a, because we needed a platform to talk from i had uh in the in the 90s i'd started to do a lot of promotional work and product development with with a few of the ice fishing companies and uh, was was going to a lot of ice fishing tournaments was going to a lot of sports shows going to a lot of out of retail stores and, and doing a fair amount of, of education and it was became this on ice tour um which seemed to seemed to go along and was was working real well, but at the same time needed to get it into open water, and I had connected at that time. I'd connected with a tournament angler named Tommy Scarless, who was originally from from Iowa, and him and I uh, kind of came up with a, a a duo between tournament angler and, and guide, and we did an educational and promotional series, and we needed a name. And that uh, we just came up with the name driving down the highway one day. It really meant absolutely. I think it was originally Wildside Diversified. I think that's what it was. But I that remember meant, that. Actually. But that meant that that meant absolutely nothing. So then we <laughs> so we were like, well, we got to get fishing in there somewhere. So we came up with Fishing the Wildside. Then it was Fishing the Wildside on Ice, and then that. So that's what we named our magazines. That's what we named the television programs because we had a couple of them over the years, and, okay. and it just kind of rolled from there. Yeah. Uh-huh. And what's Tommy Tommy doing these days? Tommy's still, well, Tommy's an incredible uh, tournament angler, one of the the best, if not the best, walleye tournament angler uh, ever. I mean, he's continuing to win. I think his last two years, he's won the World Walleye Championships on the MWC side, still very competitive on the National Walleye Tour, always up there in the World Walleye Rankings. Um, but he's also now you talk about pushing limits he's also fishing a crappie tour all winter so he's traveling across wow. the southern u.s become national crappie champion um I, once or if not twice in the last few years i lose track of him, but he's, he's a very accomplished uh, a, a crappie tournament angler and has has innovated the industry really because he's he's brought trolling tactics to crappie tournament fishing which used to be done solely with spider rod systems in the bowels of boats so i got a lot of uh, he, he's and, and that's what makes fishing, fishing, right? Yep. You're, taking, you're taking one technique from one part of the world and you're bringing it somewhere else and showing how it can work, and uh, obviously
1: it's working well for him. Wow. Um, so let's talk a little bit about uh, Northland Tackle. You obviously have had a long relationship with Northland Tackle to the point now that you are actually on the staff. Um, yeah, Northland Fishing Tackle has been incredibly good to me. John and Dwayne Peterson
0: are two of my very closest friends uh and and in fact it was my very first relationship with a manufacturer was was with john and i had started a, as a fishing guide on lake of the woods i sent john a letter and and told him how much i i, I liked his product when really all i was after was a discount but anyway that's, <laughs> nobody needs to know <laughs> so but i told him how great the product was i was using the product and and i wanted to uh, so I shared some pictures with him and he, he sent me a cap and a handful of jigs. And this was a lot of, a lot of years ago. And eventually we, we got to meet and, and, uh, shared a lot of information, but they've been, they've been really good friends and more, most specifically great mentors in the, in the industry and have helped, uh, guide me through my entire career. If it wasn't for those two guys, I have no idea where I would have ended up because they have, uh, um, I consider myself incredibly lucky who have uh, found them as as friends and uh, and been blessed with some advice and direction from them
1: well obviously a uh, northland fishing tackle has changed over the years and john and Dwayne are more or less retired not spending as much time there as they used to but that uh, spirit of uh, innovation continues there without a
0: doubt that's what it's a very committed group of of anglers
1: inside that uh, that front
0: office that help innovate and drive drive the industry and that's what uh, has always made Northland Northland and and it cont- will continue that way for for a lot of years to come i mean they're they're very uh uh, where, where John did things with a with with very much a, a a shotgun approach, so to speak so he was coming at you from a lot of different directions and a lot of new products and a lot of expansion. but the company was young and evolving and changing at that time, and the industry was much different than it was that is today now you come into uh, your know, Northland mimics really the way the industry is, which is if you 're going to come out with something you 're going to come out with one thing it 's got to have you know it 's got to have a lot of muscle and meat behind it you 've got to have some marketing support behind it, and there 's not near as much shelf space available. Um, and it's a lot more competitive for the little bit of shelf space that is out there. So you, yeah. they uh, a much more targeted approach, but they're doing a, a very good job. And I'm really excited about some of the stuff that's that's coming. I mean, that's uh, one of the neatest things I, I get to do with Northland Fish and Tackle is be a part of the design and innovation process with all with with, with with not all, but a lot of the new products. And I get to I get to play with them. I get to have some ideas and some discussions and watch concepts become reality. Um, and that, uh, as a as a human being and as a fisherman, that is that's really really fun. I mean, you talk about feeling like a kid every day. It's when you talk about toys, and then watch toys get built, and then you get to go test toys, and then decide if you if the toys are gonna are gonna work. And it's uh, sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. Well, you've got the inside track. What do we need to be watching for this upcoming year? This coming season, I'm really excited about. It is. It's been overlooked and very simple. But in this part of the world, the fireball jigs have ruled the roost, right? Yeah. You know. So we got the fireball and we got the stand-up fireball, and, and that's it's pretty much almost all that I fish with for the first six, seven weeks of the walleye uh, fishing season. Well, they've taken that and now they've made a long shank fireball and a long shank stand-up fireball. So we're so used to the short shank. Hook of the fireball and the stand-up fireball, and the fact that it brings the head of the minnow closer to the to the the heavy weight of the jig, and, and the minnow goes right out, or that the hook goes right out the skull for easy hookup. Now, in our world where we love to fish, especially with shiner minnows, and we want that hook way back at the dorsal fin of the minnow, you're able to do that with these long shank fireball jigs. So you can go in the mouth, out the gills, through the belly, out the back. So it's resolves a lot of the issues if uh, that we get, especially with shiner minnows or fishing with larger shiner minnows where you bring up and you've got one that's bit in half or you see the teeth marks of a fish where it grabbed a hold and maybe, maybe spit it out. Now you're going to have a hook inside that fish's mouth and it's definitely going to put more hookups and give you more opportunity to get more fish to the boat. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that I am all in favor <laughs>
1: all the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell you what, the fireball jig is just so... So good. I mean, it's just so basically good. I mean, it reminds me of Coke. You know, they made Coke. They tried a new version of Coke. It didn't work. But then they made a diet version, and that worked. And they made a Coke Zero, and that worked. But it was still Coke and it's up to me is that the fireball is it just it works and we do a little bit for, different for this and we do a little bit different for that but it's still the fireball jig.
0: well and and those core colors of the fireball are still incredibly effective i love all the uv editions and all these different uh, uh, tendencies that have come in terms of color and change and and a lot of that really is 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 marketing preference right i mean mm-hmm. do i think that the fish care sometimes yeah but most of it a lot of it is is, is all about anglers and, and keeping up to date with the local trends i mean why do you want a new shirt you want new shirt because it's a new shirt uh and i think that that's that's all part of it this where the long shank really comes into play uh, from an angling standpoint is is it's going to resolve a lot of those short strikes and i think that if if it's going to give you more hookups that could become a mainstay now i don't think it's going to take away the short shank fireball and this was a big discussion that 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 took place um i don't think it's going to take away from that because there's certain things that that short shank jig provides in in terms of natural minnow action where the long shank may take away a little bit of the natural flutter and flow like when you when you have a short shank jig and the, and it only goes in and, and right out the top of that head is that jig falls you're going to get a little bit of movement from side to side with, from the middle and the tail of that minnow now you put a longer shank jig and go in the in the mouth out the gill through the belly in the back you actually firm up the action of the uh, of that live bait a little bit so it doesn't become quite as, as pliable but at the same token these uh, especially shiner minnows are long enough you're still going to get some tail action but most importantly when the fish grabs it which a lot of our our early season strikes or reaction strikes from from snapping it if they grab a hold of it you're going to have a hook in their mouth for sure which is going to put more fish in the boat
1: okay so watch for that yeah don't and load up load (laughs) Load up you're gonna want them chip well deserved i'm so glad you're going in Uh, you really do deserve it so uh congratulations thank you kevin We'll be back to fresh new shows next week. Hope you enjoyed our blasts from the past this week. I'm Kev Jackson. Thanks for spending some time with us. We shall fall born